Well, good morning to all and uh, thank you for the lovely welcome and I'm delighted to be uh, sharing in ministry with you again. And it's also an opportunity to thank you for your support because Redeemer Ministries has been going for two and a half, uh, three and a half years and you've been with us right from the very start. Here are some books here. George Mueller, you know, one of the great heroes of faith, tremendous story. Hudson Taylor, another inspiration. I mean, what a great uh, man of faith this fellow was. And uh, also books like They Knew Their God. You know, these are, these are great stories. And, and they're only $5. So do have a look at the table at the back when you're having a cup of coffee. Now, I've got some photos to show you because I was in Pakistan uh, recently and I'm able to bring you uh, a report of what is happening with Redeemer Ministries. Redeemer Ministries is working in the brick kilns of Pakistan. There are 20,000 brick kilns in the country. The people that work in the brick kilns are slaves. I met families there that had been there for 40 years. They've got into debt through illness or some circumstance and the brick kiln owner offers them to work for him and he pays off their debt. They get $2 a day. They work seven days a week. They get no holidays. Many of them have been there for years and years and just cannot find the way of paying off their debt. So we've been paying their debt and releasing them into the community where they are given accommodation, the children go to school, the man is given a job, a very humble job of transport, donkey and a cart. And in this particular family, the man has died, so the lady has a little job of running a business. Items that people need on the side of the road, that's quite normal. But we're not running a welfare program. We expect the man or the woman to work and to provide for their family. And this has been very successful because it has meant that not one family has gone back to the brick kilns. Not one. And I think it's got a lot to do with this working for each other, their family, and the many, many prayers, of course, that go with the release of these families. Now, we've been able to release 274 families in the three and a half years that we've been going in this ministry. It's quite remarkable. It's a miracle, actually. And we've got no debts, no outstanding bills to pay. Everything has been provided in the ministry to these people. Let's have a look at the next one, shall we? This is exactly what it looks like. It's very hot. The bricks are used for roads. 
as well as for buildings. That's why there's so many of them. And this family has to make 1,500 bricks per day. And if they can't get the quota, that goes on to their debt. So it's a very distressing situation, very depressing in so many ways, and the people themselves have lost all hope. Their diet is very, very poor. So the whole situation is really quite desperate. Now, look, that's, that's how it is. Very level sort of land. The soil is clay soil, and that's how the bricks are made, just, just like that. Now, I was asked to go to a meeting on a Friday night, actually. I wasn't told very much about it. I get to the meeting, I hear Christian songs, and I find out that all of these people have been redeemed from the brick kilns and they've all become new believers, Christians. This is, uh, this is quite normal in Pakistan for the men to be on the right and the women and children to be on the left, so that this is a service, a Christian service, of about 300 people. Every one of them were slaves in the brick kilns. It was a beautiful experience because they were slaves in the brick kilns and have now been released, but now they've also found that they're free of the bondage of sin and have now become Christians. Now, many of these people were Muslims, many of them, but they have found new hope in Christ. So it's a beautiful ministry. It's a wonderful ministry of seeing people come to salvation. Um, at the end of this kind of service, where I was able to bring a greeting and a little word and so on, just people just poured forward and wanted to say thank you. So we just took one photo of a widow and her child wanting to say thank you to the to Christians in Australia for the way they're now living an entirely different life. It's a beautiful thing and I was very happy to receive their gratitude. Now look, another program that we have in Pakistan is to women, known as the Women's Empowerment Program. In Pakistan, when a girl turns about... 10 years old, sometimes 9 years old, she could be kidnapped, just snatched from the community and forced into an Islamic marriage. She may be the fourth wife of an Islamic man and she's forced into having children and from then onwards all she does is housework and have children. She doesn't learn any skills at all, and she may not be able to read or write. But when she gets into her 20s, she starts to become a bit more aware because they're very, very confused to begin with. And they escape, so many of them. They're all over Pakistan. 
and they get away as fast and as far as they can because if the husband ever finds them, he will beat her up. So we've been able to meet some of these ladies in their mid-twenties, around about that, and offer them a program for 12 months where they learn how to sew, they learn how to read and write, and they learn um, uh, the things of the Lord with a chapel service. It's just a 12-month program of getting them back on track because they're very traumatised women. This is a Sunday night service, and again, I knew very little about it in, in arriving at the service. It was a small church of a handful of people. Now it's got... 60 new women in the church who are all new believers because they've come from this women's empowerment program. Two batches of 50 women. Of those two batches, 60 women have become Christians. You can imagine what it must have done for this church. They've had to go back to basics, actually, because... While these women have become new Christians, they've got to learn about what it means to be a Christian. So the churches had to go right back to basics. But look, what a very exciting thing this was. Quite astonishing, really. All of these women have been through unspeakable trauma. At the end of the service, they came up and they wanted me to make comments about the dresses that they had made. I'm not an expert on female dresses. You'll be glad to know that. (laughs) But I had to make a comment. Some of them had baby clothes and they held them up like that. And I had to say how nice the stitches were and everything. That's the best that I could do. But they were very proud of their work. Because that's the first time that they'd really been able to do something as creative as that because they'd been denied the basic skills of life. So it was really a lovely thing. And and this is one of those women. You see, a psychologist would look at this woman and he would or she would say, they need 200 sessions of counselling because of what they've been through. But she's become a Christian. She's heard the gospel She's been saved. And look, it has changed her life. And it has made the difference because um, she's now received the gift of salvation. And, and look, her life has been totally changed. Well, now she's going to do this 12 months program. Then she'll go out on her own and run a business, her own business. Now, her future... Well, it may not be that she'll ever be able to marry again because of what she's been through. But I, I pray that she'll, she'll meet a Christian man who'll understand what has happened because she's a new life in Christ. But um, thanks be to God that this precious soul has been redeemed. There's no medical care in the brick kilns. The owner doesn't care about that part. 
of anything. So I met people there who just put up with whatever had happened. Broken legs, all kinds of diseases that they pick up. They just have to put up with them. So by the grace of God, we were able to get four mobile medical vans to go around the brick kilns with volunteer doctors and volunteer nurses to minister to them for their medical needs. Now, we faced a problem fairly onwards. Pakistan women do not like male doctors. It became quite a prayerful challenge, really. So instead of saying, well, take it or leave it, which could have been one of the ways of going about it, we did find out we were able to get hold of some female doctors who helped us out with this particular need. So I visited four medical camps. About 60 people were in a medical camp. It's just, just one, one room, a tent, just one room. The medicine's on the table at the front. The doctors are at the front. Everybody can see what is going on. And uh, here are the people in the brick kilns. These people have not been redeemed. They're in the brick kilns. And... Uh, this particular medical camp went to 11.30pm at night, right through the day, ministering to people. So I'm sort of up there with an interpreter trying to find out just how they felt about the medical camps and what it meant to them. And I found out that through the ministry of this medical care, new churches started in the brick kilns. Now, I've seen those churches people just sitting around in a circle on the dirt having a Christian service. And these Christian, new Christian churches have started because of the medical camp. Now, uh, you can see how conservative the women are dressed. They may be Muslim or they might even be Christian. They still dress in that same traditional way. They have to because if they in any way were different, their lives would be at risk. So it's very, very important that they take care uh, with, with their modesty. This is the last photo to show you. There's no education for the children in the brick kilns, 20,000 of them. There's usually about 50 children in a brick kiln. No education. The children actually work making the bricks from dawn till dusk. This is something we really prayed about. So we've been able to have Christian schools in the brick kiln. The teacher is Bible college trained. They're given books, usually pictorial, you know, pictures, that helps them to, to learn. And the teacher is the supervisor. There's about 32 students in this school and we've got 50 schools in the brick kilns. It really is wonderful. Although there's 20,000 brick kilns, it goes under the radar because the government has nothing to do with the brick kilns and Islam completely ignores the brick kilns. And so this is a Christian school which has the freedom to talk about the Lord. Um, 
one can only visualise the possibility of what this is going to mean for these children as they become Christian. They told me their stories, many of them. Many of them, many of them wanted to become Sunday school teachers, doctors and nurses and pastors and all that sort of thing because it was discovered that many of them are very intelligent. So there's a was a great sort of desire to really improve. Well, thank you. I was able to share that with you. You've been very kind to us and very good, and we really do appreciate that. And um, I just want to let you know that we're very, very inspired about what the Lord is doing in the brick kilns of Pakistan. And I discovered in Pakistan that the church is growing and there's lots of house churches starting up and um, churches starting up in the brick kilns. So it's a really beautiful ministry. Thank you.